welcome to the Nerd Party. It's not working. How long since you've cleaned the heads? The what? The heads. Do you have any alcohol? To drink? What? No, no, to clean it. Check the tracking. The rental place closes in two hours. Shut up, shut up. It's working. Time for a retro perspective. Hello and welcome to Retro Perspective, the show where we look at all of the movies released 25 years ago this week. I'm Mike. I'm John. And today we're taking a look at the movies released on December 9th, 1994. Mm-hmm. Only three movies this week. Yeah. It starts slowing down near the end of the year. Yeah. It's kind of strange. You'd think it'd be picking up. Well, I guess the last week or two. I mean, we talked about this last time, you know, that beginning of December, it's always kind of a slow, I mean, not, not, it's not a slow week necessarily, but it's a week when there's not a lot of stuff coming out because everybody just released all of their stuff for Thanksgiving. Right. So like, like we said this year, you know, the big two movies this week are Playmobil, the movie yep. and um, dark, dark waters is getting expanded. And both of those are barely playing in anywhere, which is why like Apollo 11 is now in IMAX theaters again this yeah. week. Cause yeah. why not? Yeah. yeah. So Joker is back in IMAX too, apparently. Yes. But I only have Limax around me. So, yeah. 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 Eh, what can you do? Yeah. Um, so three movies, the first did not chart on uh, the the box office charts, but it is eighty one percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and that movie is Queen Margot. Yes, I take it you didn't watch this. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I yeah. uh, I did not. It did not uh, pique my interest. Yeah, um, you know, it's a period piece and everything. It did seem interesting. I mean, like the trailer that I saw for it, they were like, watch this director's cut. And it's like the epic tale of, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I don't know if it was just the way that the trailer was cut or whatever, but they used like more modern music and stuff. Yeah, And it made it seem like a really cool sort of like hip, edgy you know, period piece. And, and I, I liked the idea of that, but, um, you know, yeah, maybe not enough to actually watch the movie. No, that's stuff like that always seems like a trap to be honest with you. You know, well, sometimes, you know, I mean, sometimes it works. I mean, the example that comes to mind is the Nick with the, the Cliff Martinez, you know, electronic score. Which it's which I awesome. still oh I'm not talking about like in the context of the movie I'm talking about like uh, the I'm trailers talking, yeah the trailers and stuff like that when the you know it's like this is a hip historical movie it's like you know yeah. that that's when always, it's not it's disappointing yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah. anyway all right so moving on number three at the box office with eight point two million dollars and forty one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Drop Zone. Starring Wesley Snipes. Yes. Yeah. I I, I, I haven't seen this movie, mm. but I'll always remember it because uh, about a week before Generations came out, I was in the Forest Park Mall 
So yeah. you know it was a long time ago because the Forest Park Mall is now completely boarded up except for an old country buffet and like, uh, 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 well, I mean, that's basically it now. Yeah, it's just <laughs> yeah. an old country buffet. Right. The back of it is now like a, a church. Mm-hmm. And um, then there's like a rental car place there too where the movie theater used to be. Um, but I was walking through the, the, the mall and while well, my dad was at Venture, that's mm-hmm. how long ago this was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there was a guy cha- taking out the big bus shelter sized poster for Star Trek Generations and putting up a drop zone poster mm-hmm. in its place. Mm. And I walked up to him and I'm like, excuse me, uh, what do you do with those posters after you, you, you take them down? And he's like, I give them to kids who ask for them. And then he gave me the bus shelter for uh, generations, That's which awesome. was amazing because it's like massive, you know, like, yeah, yeah, you know. And and I had that up on my. It took up like my entire wall in my bedroom. It was it was pretty awesome. Yeah. That is that's very cool. That's very cool. Uh, yeah. I I I didn't see Drop Zone when it was released. Me either. But I watched it this time. <laughs> and how did that go? Well, it was included in Amazon Prime, and I said, oh. no extra money. It's okay. free. There, there you go. Well, you know that's fine. Oh oh, I'm sorry. Opening credits. Um. Gary Busey is also in this movie. Well, yeah. Well, goodness gracious, <laughs> that has my interest peaked. Um, it's about as good as you think it would be. Mm. Um, it is uh, okay. It is bizarre to me that earlier in the year there's terminal velocity with Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Parachute skydiving thing going on. Then there's Wesley Snipes drop zone parachute skydiving thing. So. All I, I I wasn't part of this crowd or anything, but all I can think is that in '94, extreme sports came to include parachuting or something. Like it was rage because this is definitely focus grouped. We need a parachute movie, sort of thing. Uh, Wesley Snipes is uh, a U.S. Marshal, um, and uh, Malcolm Malcolm Jamal Warner is his brother, who's also a U.S. Marshal. Oh, that's cool. And they are transporting um, Michael Jeter, who is some sort of computer whiz, uh, to, you know, buy commercial air airline to go solve a code or some nonsense, whatever. I don't even remember now. And then, of course, you know, Gary Busey gets on the plane. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, if you saw somebody like Gary Busey just get on a plane, you would immediately, the hackles on the back of your neck go up and you would say <laughs> something is wrong. And the fact that he shows up with all of these other people that don't look entirely trustworthy, you know, and you're like, oh, boy, something's going to happen. So, of course, they and I'm going full spoiler because trust me, this is an experience that is spoiler proof. But the, uh, you know, jailbreak, they're grabbing Michael Jeter. Uh, Think the opening of The Dark Knight Rises only (laughs) incompetently made. Um, oh okay well (laughs) yeah and uh yeah they they bite off michael jeter's finger to so that there's you know evidence that he's there and um wow sounds like dark knight rises really did rip off yeah ripped off drop zone um (laughs) but uh you know as they're getting out of this commercial airliner you know uh shootout 
ensues. Uh, people think Wesley Snipes just shot at them, which caused the bomb to go off when it was really a shaped charge. And, you know, Wesley Snipes immediately deduces, no, it was a, they, they were taking him for, you know, whatever. And, you know, everybody's saying, no, they'd be ripped apart by the forces at that range. And um, one thing leads to another. He falls in with a, a rather attractive woman who runs a parachute diving school and the pilot in residence is Laura Palmer's mother, uh, Grace Zabriskie. And, um, oh, yeah, Corin Nemec is in it as the lovable sidekick. Uh, and that's about as good as it gets. Uh, this is a fascinating movie to watch from a process standpoint because the cuts between scenes are so quick that it's about an hour and a half. You can tell there was just it was edited down to the bone that, that, that there was like an hour and 45 hour and 50 minute version of this movie and somebody saw it and said no no we need as many showings as possible in the first week and because it's literally where there's no even reaction time after certain lines where Gary Busey will say well then that's what we're going to do and then it's a, just like a smash cut into a car driving and it's like wait what like you don't even get to see the other person react or anything it seems like they literally cut it off before the last part of the final syllable even got out of his mouth sort of thing yeah and um so yeah it's pretty bad it's pretty darn bad so yeah. yeah, it doesn't sound too good. Although, I mean, Gary Busey, he's great. Do you remember that uh, reality show they had with him where it was like Busey and Me, I think was the name of it? I do. That's where the clip, I will tear out your endocrine system uh, mm -hmm. comes from. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That show was great. A uh, friend of mine, um, he he swears that he had a close encounter with Gary Busey um, because he was walking down the street in our hometown yeah. right next to the movie theater actually. And there was a, 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 an Italian restaurant next door and they had like tables out in front of the restaurant where you could eat. And he sees a guy smoking a cigar at one of the tables at the restaurant. And he's like, is that Gary Busey? Like, and he like, you know, did one of those things where like, he kind of like stops and tilts his head and like looks yeah. at the guy, you know, and he made eye contact with the guy and the guy just kind of nodded like, yep, it's me. Yeah. And then that was it. And he's like, I'm 99% positive. That was Gary Busey. Well, he should be grateful that he met him on a good day. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, uh, you know, the show that I think of uh, is when he went on celebrity rehab with Dr. Drew. Mm -hmm. And uh, Tony Katane and Steve Adler, the original drummer from Guns N' Roses, were part of that class. Um, and uh, boy, was I mean, I, I think it's all trade. Honestly, yes, Gary Busey had his his issues with drugs and everything. But there was that motorcycle accident where he had an accident and, you know, he hit his head really bad. He wasn't wearing a helmet and everything. And. Yeah, celebrity rehab. They they even said they're like we're pretty sure that they're you know you got rewired in that mm -hmm. in that thing. And it's but Busey before any diagnosis or anything like or anybody tried to start helping him or anything on screen. Wow, man! You can even see uh, there's one scene at a bar where you can see that he 
ad-lib the amount of touchy-feely between him and the female co-star. Like, you see her body language go, like, shocked, rigid sort of mm-hmm. thing. Um, you know, because he was, you know, in character on camera and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, so, okay, so no to drop zone. I would not recommend it, no. Okay. Yeah. Well, the other movie that came out this week, which came in at number one at the box office with $13.6 million and 58% on Rotten Tomatoes, so not 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 too bad. Mm-hmm. Disclosure. Which I'm guessing you watched? I did. Did you Have you seen it? Oh, yeah. I, I've seen it more than once. I saw it in the movie theater. Did you... Was this your first time encountering Disclosure? Yes, it, it oh, is. I'm fascinated. I I want to know what your reaction was. Well, I remember all the ads, like they were all the ads yeah. were on the back of like comic books back in the day and everything like that. And you know, it's one of those you know '90s you know kind of erotic thriller things which seem to pop up all over the place. And I've tried to watch them all this year, and there's a lot of them. And uh, you know, I was going into it kind of thinking like, eh, okay, I guess this is what, you know, whatever. But then, you know, you see like, oh, it's based on a book by Michael Crichton. Mm-hmm. It's directed by Barry Levinson. Yep. It's from the writer of, uh, or the co-writer of Schindler's List. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, hey, <laughs> uh, yeah, let's, let's check this out. And Michael Douglas, you know, is in it for those people who don't know, it's a movie. Uh, well, you know what I'm going to do? Because I just, I saw the poster and I thought it was hilarious. Okay. Let me, let me read the, um, the, the very lengthy paragraph, which appears on the poster. You've been summoned by your new boss to a confidential late night meeting. A drink is on the table and your future is on the line. But before you can catch your breath, an unwanted sexual advance He's put you in the most compromising of all positions. Now, it's going to be your word, dot, 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 against hers. Mm -hmm. Get it? Yep. Yeah. So, like, basically, Michael Douglas plays a guy at a company who's gets... He's he's up for a promotion and he gets passed over for this new person who's played by Demi Moore and they have a past. They used to date, but now he's married with kids and everything. And she sexually harasses him. Mm-hmm. And now she's trying to ruin his career and also claim that he assaulted her. Mm-hmm. And now he's got to prove his innocence and all this other stuff. Um, yeah, I, it's, it's a very weird premise and one that doesn't really work. And that's, I mean, it's fine. It's, it, I would say it's a good movie, but the one thing which nobody ever told me about, like it's set in like Silicon Valley and everything. And there's like all this tech stuff going on. And it's kind of interesting to hear people talk about like CD ROMs and, yeah. you know, just like everything, you know, from the nineties, any use of email is just like super bizarre. And it's like, that's, is that how it worked back then? Okay. No. This seems strange. No, it didn't but work that way back then. What, 
nobody ever told me that like the climax of this movie takes place in this virtual reality program where like a pixelated Michael Douglas is like walking around trying to find files that'll prove his innocence while like a wireframe figure with Demi Moore's head on it is like chasing him around with like a laser deleting files. Why doesn't anybody tell me these things? If someone would have told me that's how this movie ended, I would have watched it years ago. (laughs) Well, I, you know, the the thing that I'll give uh, this, this film a lot of credit for, um, you know, besides the fact that, you know, it's remained topical because of the, you know, the the types of things with, you know, Harvey Weinstein and stuff like that, that have been in the the headlines and everything is that Crichton, like any terrific science fiction author figures out a way to twist the premise a little bit so that you, the people that would typically not engage in a conversation about this topic suddenly find themselves having to deal with the principle of it. Because it's no longer a uh, you know a reflex reflex action to talk about it, so the simple flip of putting Demi Moore in the aggressor position suddenly turns the conversation into oh my god no that's terribly wrong no nobody should ever do that oh geez he has every right to be you know et cetera et cetera et cetera and then you can just take that and just flip it and say so why would you say otherwise in a different situation sort of thing yeah and so. Like I, you, what, what's interesting too, even though we weren't able to, you know, track it down and watch a copy, this stuff was very much being discussed essentially in '94 about the treatment of women in, you know, and and the the sort of you know the the, the yours mine and the truth sort of stuff that comes into play and those sorts of things, and it's it's almost as if it's really interesting, and it, this is going to seem like a stretch, but trust me. Um, not so long ago, I started. I I was listening back to some of Ice T's early albums, and um, and then especially uh his first Body Count album, and it was one of those things where you suddenly realize there were people talking about this and expressing these sorts of concerns, but people just weren't picking up on it. Like it, it was, you know, it's weird. It's like there were people picking up on it and watching it and saying, oh, yeah, no, well, this is terrible sort of thing. But people were sending out the message. These are problems. We got to talk about this. It's just getting worse. And this is one of those movies that that sort of, you know, puts it puts it out there. So, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it it was interesting. I I thought it was pretty, pretty well done. Um, And, you know, the performances were good. Michael Douglas is always is always pretty solid. And Demi Moore was really good. And it had like a kind of an interesting structure in that it was, it all takes place over the span of a week, you know? Yeah. So, so that was kind of cool the way that they did that. Um, it started off a lot stronger than it finished. Yeah. You know, I mean, as much as I love the virtual reality stuff because of how ridiculous it is, like the setup and everything I thought was like really strong. And then it just kind of like peters out. Yeah. Um, there were a couple of kind of like deep cut Star Trek actors in it. Susie Plaxon, who plays, um, you know, Worf's love interest, and uh, also Doctor Salar, the uh, mm-hmm. the the, and and also uh, Q on Voyager, 
right? She's she's all over the place. She's got like tons and tons of roles on on Star Trek. She's in it. And and her character was cool too, even though she wasn't in it much. Like she's the character who's like, you know, hey, I'm, you know, everyone's talking about like the people who were in line for this position. And, you know, there's a bunch of like heads of departments and I'm one of those heads of departments. And yet no one ever considered me because... I'm a woman, right? Yep. And and uh, so so that was kind of interesting. And then there's another Star Trek actress in here, uh, the the woman who plays Sulu's daughter in Generations, which yeah. came out, you know, just last month. She shows up in this, uh, and you know, uh, it's it's well made, uh, but it 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 sort of lacks the weight or seriousness of, of something that you might expect from this. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's much stronger if it ends with, uh, you know, getting the file and then a courtroom reckoning sort of thing mm-hmm. instead of, you know, to your point, yes, it's kind of silly the way that it goes. So, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, but I, you know, Donald Sutherland is, is uh, fun to, to see in it. And uh, Dennis Miller just as he was starting to break into more film work. Yeah. So back before he was on Monday night football, right? Oh yes. Oh yeah. This is, this well predates uh, Monday night football debacle. Yeah. That was, that was a weird time. I mean, I was all for it, but you know, whatever. No, you're and, and, and this is, this is the second Barry Levinson movie this year. The first one being Jimmy Hollywood, oh, which, yeah. Which I, I watched, but I, I like we were talking about Terminal Velocity a few minutes ago, and I'm like, did I watch that one? Yeah, and I did. I did watch it, but I barely remember it. And same thing with Jimmy Hollywood. That was not a good movie, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it it's really interesting too because there's such a punctuation about the unevenness for the year. Again, you know, yes, we, we've made this point, but like you go back to, you know, what happened earlier this year with like those incredible films being released earlier than t- than anticipated. And now it's like now it's reverting back to what the rest of the year was. And it's like, oh, no, 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 no. Go back to the other one. Not I don't want to go back to this time. It is kind of strange because usually what you would see this time of year, even if you do have all those other great ones which came out earlier, is you'd see, in addition to the big blockbusters, like a lot of movies which are trying to get that Oscar. Mm-hmm. You know, like they maybe they're not good, but they, they they've slotted themselves in this position because they're preparing for the nominations, you know? That's going to come up next week. Okay. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I I guess I guess it will and and um I, I haven't seen any of the movies for next week yet but I'm Oh. Oh, there's one there's one I'm campaigning so hard I want you to watch. I want <laughs> you to watch because I got to get your reaction to it. I have to. Is that would that be Immortal Beloved? No, Mike. No. No, you know what I, you know, come on. Oh, I thought for sure that's what it would be. Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, that's definitely in the, the you you just watched the trailer. Like I, I rewatched the trailer because you put together the trailers, you know, and everything. And rewatching that, I'm like, oh, yeah, this was this was Oscar bait, the movie. 
you know, starring Gary Oldman. I'm like, I was in The Professional a couple of weeks ago. And I was actually, that's a better movie than this. But whatever, whatever. It's fine. Um, yeah. And, uh, uh, but no, Dumb and Dumber. I want you to watch Dumb and Dumber so bad. Okay. Well, I, I very well may. I was debating between Dumb and Dumber and Speechless because, like, I thought like, okay, Dumb and Dumber, well, it's directed by Peter Farrelly. He's made a couple of movies, which I've liked, including Green Book. 25 years ago, he won the Oscar. <laughs> but, um, you know, it looks so bad. I mean, like, that is not my type of humor at all. What, Speechless? No, no, Dumb and Dumber. Mm. Um, it looks so bad. But then, like, Speechless, like, I, I watched the trailer for that, and I'm like, this seems like it's up my alley. And then I see like the reviews and I'm like, okay, well, nobody liked it. Nobody like, okay. If, if it's you know, getting that bad reviews, then. I, I, I will say this. I will say this, that I was asked flat out by somebody when I was uh, talking to him at work about having watched Drop Zone for this show. And I said, and I, you know, went into, you know, all the detail and everything. And he looked at me and he said, do you have like a propensity for self-harm or something like that? He's like, why are you doing that? I'm like, just to see if I can take it. And that's why I would jump into Speechless is number one, I love Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton mm -hmm. is freaking great. And everybody forgets he was this comedic film star before he became Batman. And yeah. so seeing him try to gravitate back toward that is fascinating to me because it's him trying to rediscover his roots sort of thing. And it's like, and, uh, you know, he's got um, the paper. What That was this year, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. yeah. So, so there's the paper. I haven't seen Speechless. But then there's uh, the drama with Nicole Kidman that comes out sometime in the next year or two, My Life, um, mm -hmm. which is a really heavy movie. And like, so like Michael Keaton was going through a really interesting time in the mid nineties. Cause once he unmoored himself from Batman, it was almost like he was trying to make a, a statement to himself and to the world that, yeah, I left Batman because I don't want to only be known as Batman, but then he's faced forever for the rest of his career as being Batman, you know, mm -hmm. like he can't escape it no matter what he does. It's, it's sort of like Shatner with Kirk. You know, no matter what, he's Captain Kirk. Doesn't matter what he does. Then he made a movie about it called Birdman. Yeah. 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 And then he followed that up with a Spider-Man movie where he played the Vulture. So interesting arc. <laughs> it's sort of like uh, sort of like Vader trapped in the suit, you know, sometimes you can't so. escape your fate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Interesting week coming up. And then, I mean, yeah, I'm like looking at the next few weeks. Uh, I, I do see uh, just, you know, like looking at it, like we're going to end strong. Uh, there's there's one movie in that last week where I'm like, yes, you know, mm -hmm. but we're not there yet. Not Almost. Yet. Not yet. Almost. And and I, I still need to catch up on some. Like, I, I, I'm going to go back and look at the entire list and see what I need to see before the end of the year, before making a top 10 and I, I need to go back and rewatch Leon and I need to watch Hoop Dreams. Yes, uh, you do. Yes, <laughs> no. you do, Mike Schindler. You need to watch Hoop Dreams. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not sure. There might be a few others here and there which I would like to see, but those are the only two which I feel like I need to watch. You know, there are a couple where I just, I'm sort of in a, 
a death spiral of saying I might double back and watch them because I'm pretty convinced I've seen the worst movies possible this year so far. It's, mm-hmm. And so it's just it's sort of like uh, it's sort of like Lieutenant Dan to another movie released in 94 sitting mm-hmm. on top of the, uh, you know, the mast on the boat pointing at the hurricane saying, is that the <laughs> best you can do? Well, you saw Deadfall, so I mean, that, that's true. That's, but um, oh, man. yeah, no, the, yeah. To to me, the one movie that you have to go back and watch is Quiz Show. Yes, so. I do. You're you're absolutely right. I do need to watch that. I I pledge that I might see that before the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, that sounds uh, definitive. Yes. All right. Well, uh, until then. Uh, where can people find you on the internet? Oh, I'm Kessel Junkie on uh, Twitter and Letterboxd, and I'm right here on the network co-hosting Aggressive Negotiations, a Star Wars podcast with one Matthew Rushing. So where can people find you, Mike? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at Mumbles3K, and you can also find me on filmdamagepod.com doing a show called Film Damage, and you can find me on trek.fm doing a show called Tracks on the Line and Tracks from the Edge. And next week, you'll be able to find me on talkfilmsociety.com doing a show called Bayhem, where we look at every single Michael Bay movie. And I'm not exactly sure how it's all going to work out, but one way or another, you'll be able to listen to all... 16 or 17 episodes at once. You can yes. binge them just like a yes. program. So yes. Yeah. Binge model rules. Assuming that I can edit all of them in time, which we'll see. It's just around the corner, Mike. I I know. I know. I'm halfway there. All so. right. Good. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, that's it for this week. Um, next week, the movies that we are going to be looking at are to live. Hmm. Immortal Beloved, mm-hmm. Speechless, mm. and Dumb and Dumber. A classic. But until then, be kind, rewind. Join the revolution. Join the nerd party. <laughs>